Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Barb McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Mmm, a tall, cold one on the patio. Now that's a Saskatchewan summer day. Today's guest is going to talk about the four simple ingredients that make paddock wood beer a fan favorite. Paddock wood is Saskatchewan's first microbrewery and Canada's indie beer. They pride themselves on a unique flavor and a refreshing taste. Their pure brews can be found bottled and on tap in some of the finest independent establishments and beer stores across Canada. And you can stop by the brewery to pick up your own case or two or more. They call Saskatchewan home and they strive to support local music festivals, artist openings, and anything indie because, well, they hope you'll support them too. So welcome, Doug. Doug is the general manager of the brewery and he's joining us today to talk about Paddock Wood Brewery. Nice to have you here today, Doug. Thank you. So Thanks. good to be here today. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how a banker becomes a general manager in a brewery. How did that happen? Yeah, I uh, I, I didn't see it coming either, and uh, it it actually does kind of make sense. But uh, I was a banker for for thirty years. Left banking a few years ago to do consulting work in the, in the business community. Um, those travels led to Paddockwood. It's kind of interesting how, how things do come to pass. Mm-hmm. We did a little bit of, of, of work with, with Paddockwood, found the business extremely interesting. And uh, all of a sudden, um, yeah, very, very, very closely involved in the organization. It's sort of mm-hmm. become all-consuming yep. uh, from, a, from a manager perspective. Absolutely. Right. And it's, it's more than myself. It's a family thing, too. And that's what I was going to say. So I understand that your kids are involved in the business, too. Talk a little bit that about is- that. And, you know, are they just the, the beer testing arm or do they actually roll up their sleeves and get their hands dirty? So our beer consumption has definitely increased in the past few months. There's no doubt about that. Well, and everybody's beer are, consumption has increased yeah, the last well, few fair months. Fair enough, all, all factors considered. But uh, now we actually have a reason to, to uh, you know, of course, test our own as well as test others and try, try the other flavors. Our son Jordan is uh, involved in the business as well. He, uh, he is... Uh, uh, commerce uh, student with a with a background in operations management, which fits very well ah, with the brewery, yeah. as well as uh, as well as the sales and the marketing piece of it, particularly the sales. So he's mm-hmm. very quickly become uh, the face of Paddockwood in in southern Saskatchewan within the retail and uh, the on-premise markets. 
And uh, my daughter, Dalen, as well, is involved. Dalen is a graduate with a fine arts degree from the University of Regina. So the mm -hmm. graphic arts work, social media, um, the management of, of production, of posters, and, and other associated artwork has become, it's a very right. a very involved and important aspect of the business. And, and so she has taken lead yeah. on that. You know, and yeah. of course, I know both of your kids, and it doesn't surprise me in the least to see Daylin um, uh, excelling in that area. I, I've thought for years that she would do exceptionally well in marketing and design and uh, in that whole space. And so to see her starting to gravitate to that, not a surprise in the least. And I'm I'm thrilled for all of you. I think that's fantastic how your family has just, you know, found yet another yeah. pastime <laughs> to do together, right? So Doug yeah. is also a musician and his entire family uh, is musical and they put on a concert. Uh, they used to do it at their house on their block and now they do it at a local establishment here in Regina. I assume that this year's uh, concert will take place in one of the establishments that carries Paddock Wood. At Creekside, it, it, it does. And uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, we haven't figured out how to host our our summer jam this year with COVID. Um, yeah. That, that okay, very much right. is a work in, yeah, that very much is a work in progress. So it, at this moment in time, um, it's still on hold. And, and whatever mm -hmm. it becomes, it will probably be more a fall <laughs> activity. Right. But yeah. That family is very important, and and I tell you, if if it weren't for the kids having the interest that they have in the business, mm -hmm. it would be more mm -hmm. difficult to to be as involved and as engaged in it as as I am. I, it certainly has become a passion. Okay. Um, it's uh, interestingly the, the the beer business. My my degree is in my background is in marketing and my degree right. is in marketing and mm -hmm. that had some application in the world of banking both in the operation of sure. enterprises mm -hmm. or, or businesses that that I had opportunity to manage within the bank itself mm -hmm. um, and, and then also from the perspective of the businesses that you work with and an understanding of how marketing and, and what marketing really is all about right but until you really get inside of a business especially a beer business yeah. Um, a beer business and, and marketing and the, the, the two go absolutely hand in hand. It's really, it's actually really amazing how all of that has come together. Yes, absolutely. And the, the beverage industry as a whole, I mean, that is a competitive marketplace with Highly. at the largest or at the highest of hierarchies, you've got some huge players. And then when I look at the number of uh, microbreweries or local breweries that are springing up, you know, as a consumer, we've really gravitated back to, you know, what's the local flavor, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so I'm a beer drinker, not a beer connoisseur. <laughs> but what does indie mean? That's something I've never understood. What does that mean? I, 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 and it's a great question. You're actually putting me on the spot oh, with, with that because that, no, and that's okay. And, and so I know where you've pulled that from and I, I'm assuming that that relates to the indie, uh, India pale ale aspect of, of this business, a pale ale being one of a multitude of, of, of types of beer. Mm -hmm. Um, I so I'm, I'm I'm going to pass on that question, and I'm going to actually okay. instead comment on the difference between being a beer drinker and a beer connoisseur. Okay. So you're right. There there is definitely a, a difference between a beer drinker and and a beer connoisseur. But what is a beer connoisseur? 
So really, I, 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 I don't know. A beer connoisseur, I guess, is somebody who really understands um, beer and, mm -hmm. and understands that how you mix the, the four basic ingredients and what you do to those four basic ingredients can, can result in very different experiences. And, mm -hmm. and so um, it's one thing to crack open a, a North American or a domestic beer and, and drink a cold beer on your deck or on your patio on, during the summertime. But it's even, more, it's even more fun if you understand the, the um, principles and the ideas in behind a specific beverage. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating, the industry itself and, and what goes into it, what goes into the making of a beer and the different yes. flavors that you can aspire to, what people like, what people don't like. The craft beer industry is all about helping people learn more and understand uh, mm -hmm. beer, similar yep. to what wine has done for, 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 for dec decades, if not centuries. Okay. And, and that is the space where beer is at today in North America in the craft industry. So um, knowing that there are some national and international brewers, where do you find space in the market for a microbrewery? How do you guys make yeah. space for yourself? Yeah, no, and that that's exactly that that is the question and, and that is the the niche that um, a person is aspiring to. So it, 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 I think it has a lot to do with sophistication mm -hmm. and um, consumer palate and, 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 and desire. And it has a lot to do as well as with economic prosperity, the ability to afford. Right. So people um, consume because they want to or need to consume something, so so food and so on. I always talk about hamburgers. Actually, when when we talk about this, you've got you've got basically three choices for a burger, right? You can you can go buy a dollar ninety nine hamburger. Mm -hmm. You can go and find a bit of a nicer hamburger for four ninety nine, and you can go and have a whole meal for twelve ninety nine. At the end of the day, um, the this, the the principle in behind it, the the, the food aspect of it, and the calorie intake. Right. All you're doing is you're feeding yourself to sustain life. So mm -hmm. the difference is experience. And right. we, as a society, we're at a point where experience is more or as important or more important than the actual consumption itself. Yes. So I say when in this industry, we are meeting the needs of consumers or customers who want to experience something more. And mm -hmm. learn more, learn more about an, an industry, learn more about the beverages. And and so there is a demand, there's a niche, if you will, which is what craft brew is. There is a Absolutely. niche for people who want to experience something different when it comes to uh, to beer. Okay. And that makes and, very and, good sense. Yeah, and, and, and craft is craft is different than a domestically produced beer. Mm -hmm. um, there is one, and we don't talk about it very much, and we should talk about it, and that, that is the fact that beer, craft beer is generally unpasteurized. It needs to be cold stored. So okay. you need to keep, you should keep your beer in a fridge. You should keep it cold stored as you will mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. with, with milk. It will, it will last longer. But being unpasteurized, um, the, the process of pasteurization impacts the flavor of a beer. Okay. So when you're drinking okay. a craft beer, you're actually getting the full flavor of the beer that hasn't been impeded in any way through a pasteurization process. 
Okay, see there, now you're getting into the technical details. So you have learned a lot about this industry. <laughs> yeah, and you would never think about it, right? You would, you would no. never think about it. And, no, as a consumer, and, I, would, I would never think about something like that. Honestly, I think about, is it cold? Uh, is it a Friday afternoon and I get to sit on the deck to drink it? Or am I, you know, drinking it in a restaurant? Uh, and, you know, I tend to like the, the light beers. Uh, and right. being gluten-free now, I have to find, right. you know, gluten-free light beer, which yeah. um, when I first was diagnosed with celiac, uh, oh my God, the gluten-free beers that were out there were just horrid, like just horrid gross, almost made yeah. me a wine drinker, almost, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, yeah, it's, yeah. A I mean, for someone like me, the evolution of the micro brewing industry has been fantastic because there's actually choices and options now. So tell me a little bit about your, your beer lineup. What does it look like? Uh, who is, and, and who's your typical consumer? Is it everyone? Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, no. So typical consumer is, is, is not everyone. Um, a typical consumer would be so somebody who understands craft or has a distinct interest in the, in the craft industry mm -hmm. and some craft consumers actually understand beer better, much better than, than we do. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our consumers, our beers tend to be very traditional European beers or, or styled okay. off of European uh, styles. And so international travelers who have traveled into, into Europe, into Germany and, and uh, England and so on will um, have a familiarity with certain styles of, of beer. Okay. And so we'll be looking for, for certain uh, types of beer and, and, and we, we tend to cater to, to that aspect of, of the business. Mm -hmm. I, um, mm -hmm. I have learned lots about beer. I, I certainly do not uh, know it all, not at all, not even close. Um, <laughs> There's about 110 different styles of beer in the world. General general oh, styles wow. or categories. Yeah, it's it's massive. That's huge. Um, we are producing approximately eight different styles. Mm -hmm. Beers are classed into either ale or lager, and that has to do with the fermentation process. A lager beer ferments for a longer period of time, so it tends to be um, maltier, and it tends to be a much smoother drink. So okay. that would be like a, a pilsner. A pilsner lager would be an example of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, generally speaking, so beers are either classed an ale or a lager, and then they're either a light or uh, there'll be a medium or an amber or, or there'll be a dark. And then there's the heavies like the stouts and, and, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. on um, and the porters. So, you know, again, all, all different styles and, and Paddockwood has has produced uh, beers in in all of these different styles over the years and uh, okay. yeah it's it's that's that, I guess that's the other thing with craft craft is actually art in a way right oh and, absolutely yeah and and so you take a recipe and, and it's like a chocolate chip cookie in a way I, I talk about chocolate chip cookies sometimes when I'm talking about beer I mean a mm -hmm. chocolate chip cookie is a chocolate chip cookie but you can use white chocolate or you know you can use um, milk chocolate or you can use a dark chocolate still a chocolate chip cookie right mm -hmm. and it'll have a different flavor profile and and those I I don't like white chocolate chips. I prefer dark. And yep. so, you know, in a store, I'm going to buy the dark chocolate chip cookies, not the white chocolate chip cookies. Well, you might, you, you prefer a lighter beer. Um, I prefer a full flavor beer. And, and so those are yep. all different palettes that you're catering to. 
And as people with craft, I think the, 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 the big lesson with craft is it gives, it gives individuals an opportunity to explore. You can try one quite often of something, whether it be an on-premise or just buy a single can. And, um, you know, you're either going to like it or you may hate it. Or, you know, you say, you know, that that's okay. I, I, I better try it again just to see if, it, if it's yeah. me. And, uh, yeah, you find the, uh, the flavors and the favorites that you uh, really enjoy. Exactly, that you're drawn to. It's so funny that yeah. you use chocolate chip cookies as the example because uh, as we've been through COVID, both of my kids have really picked up baking like so many people. And when there was those flour shortages, yeah, like we were one of the families that were suffering through flour oh, right shortages. On. Okay. Okay. It got to the point uh, during COVID that my 11-year-old was uh, cooking a batch of cookies every night. So they're small batches, but we oh, would, wow. you know, go to the, yeah, like he just, he found this one fairly simple, decently healthy recipe and within, you know, a day or two had it down to a science so he could do it himself. Yeah. And so like, there's nothing better as a mom putting your feet up and going, oh, don't forget to, you know, do something with the mixer and then getting served hot cookies, right? Like, does it get any better as a parent? Uh, well, and in fact, you know, then we do ask them to serve us beer, go get beer. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's, well. yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. That awesome. Okay, so where is the industry going, Doug? We've, you know, 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, nobody even thought about microbreweries. Where is this going? Are you seeing yeah. your industry gaining a larger and larger market share? And, you know, are you envisioning sort of taking over Western Canada? Like, what's your what's your vision here? <laughs> I don't I don't think we'll take over Western Canada. Uh, Come I, on, you got a dream. Got to got to got to think really really big. Yeah, it's uh, it's a highly competitive industry. It is, and it's it's an industry where you have to be able to you have to be somewhat predictive to either identify trends and 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 pursue those trends, or you need to be a trendsetter yourself. Mm -hmm. And we see a little bit of both in craft. Uh, yeah, we have to respect the fact that craft doesn't appeal to to everybody and 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 the the larger market still prefers um, a, a north american domestic uh lager or ale that, that's a, you know it's golden in color and and uh you know those are those are the the beer companies that are sponsoring the football teams and the baseball teams and everything like that and that's not going to go away anytime soon mm -hmm. so so i think i think what you'll see i think what you'll see with craft is i think you'll continue to see a proliferation of microbreweries to create experiences. A lot of them will be tap house based. And mm -hmm. so what that means is um, their, their distribution into retail stores in cans and bottles will not be as important to them as it is maybe to other manufacturers. Mm -hmm. so, um, while while uh, Paddockwood bills itself mm -hmm. as the first microbrewery in Saskatchewan, it's really, that, that depends on how you define it. It's the first microbrewery in Saskatchewan that actually took cans to, to retail and, okay. and made it available across a space wider than uh, uh, just, the, just the brewery itself. Uh, but there were breweries in restaurants prior to prior to Paddockwood. I, I lived in Swift Current, yes. and there was a little brewery in the basement of a restaurant in downtown Swift Current mm -hmm. uh, two or three years before Paddockwood was actually uh, something. Okay. And 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 so it's really the the distribution really to the 
here's what's more interesting. More interesting is the fact that craft is 20 years, craft is 20 years here, but um, is probably more like 50 years plus in certain parts of the U.S. Okay. Okay. And Got it. When did three, the brewery start then? Sorry? When did the, when did Paddock Wood actually start? When, when did the company start? Paddock Wood. Paddockwood, Paddockwood was built in 1995 as a supplier of raw grains to home brewers that were brewing grain from scratch at home, which is basically where the craft beer industry uh, builds started. itself from. And yes. most craft brewers have started from somebody's home, somebody's basement, making mm -hmm. beer for themselves. And they say, damn, that's good beer. And that's exactly, Steve Caban was the, the founder of Paddockwood. That's right. exactly how it started. And and the story was, Steve, you make good beer. You've already got a store going to, to supply raw materials to the industry. Um, okay. What about, you know, what about beer? And, got and it. He, he actually uh, was instrumental in much of the way the craft industry looks like today in, mm -hmm. in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Wow. That's actually, that's a very interesting story. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, did you know, very cool. did you know Steve then when you started this work or it was just through, yes. as you say, some of the connections that yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. And Steve, Steve, Steve remains um, a little bit involved in the business today mm -hmm. as, um, as uh, a resource for us on, on brews or if we're running into challenges and so on, but mm -hmm. uh, otherwise it's largely retired from, from the business of brewing. Now he's just the consumer. And now he's a consumer. I don't, he might be doing a little bit of work still at home. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to the basement brewing. So yeah, I know, uh, so you guys are primarily based in Saskatoon, but do have distribution throughout the province. Um, yeah. In Regina, I know if I go to some of the liquor stores, they actually have a tap and I can fill up my growler. Uh, are you guys yeah. on tap in many of the liquor stores or if somebody wanted to fill up a growler, how would they go about doing that and testing some of the beers? Yeah. And so growlers have been a little bit of a challenge here over the last little while because of COVID. So most people shut down their growler stations. Uh, right. We recently reopened ours about four weeks ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the COVID, COVID has had a massive impact on, on the industry. And, and you, when you talk about what it looks like in the future, actually, that that is that in itself is a big piece. So you have to appreciate that the on-premise trade or the keg trade in this business is very important to the brewers. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you go into the local restaurant and you order order a beer and you order a local beer, and that's coming from a local brewery, that that business was shut down and has been shut down uh, since uh, you know early March, right? Just exactly. recently reopening this week. So we've got a few people going, you know, we've got consumers going back onto decks and into stores and or restaurants mm -hmm. and taverns and, 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 and ordering a cold one. That that business will uh, will come back. As far as the growler fills go, the growler stations will slowly reopen. There's a few retail locations that have. Um, some of the other uh, tap houses, you, you can... Uh, go in with your growler and they will fill from their taps so that you can okay. you know try not only their product but other other Saskatchewan producers product from from their tap house mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I mean that's uh, no it's 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 the can business right now yeah you Until know and I I, I never even thought about that 
I never even thought about that impact of COVID. I mean, there's been sweeping impacts across the world, but something as simple as, yeah, can I fill up a growler? I mean, you just, you stop thinking about that stuff, right? Um, And everything from your summer jam to your (laughs) beer supply has been impacted. Oh my goodness. Yeah, sometimes you you kind of, you start to forget almost, right? And and the other thing that you see, in a situation like this is you start to see supply chain challenges and, and how mm-hmm. difficult it is to get stuff done on time. And, and so, you know, you're in a whole new realm of the way the world works. And uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting experience and I, I don't think we're done with COVID yet. So I, I'm, no, you know, I, I don't think we are wrong, either. But, but the potential of there being round two is, is, is there. And, it's great that the governments are stepping up and helping out the way they they have to and uh-huh. yeah I, so doug believe it or not we are just about out of time so just before okay. we wrap up can i get you to share with everyone uh how they would learn more about the brewery the website where we would find you on social media yeah absolutely you're you're welcome to uh, look for us uh, look for us on instagram at at Padiquid. and um uh, we, uh, our website, uh, Barb, you, you, you were studying our, our, our old website. We will have a new website out soon, mm-hmm. um, very soon. And, uh, yeah, look for us there. Um, look, look, look for information about the industry itself from the Canadian Craft Brewers Association website or the Saskatchewan Craft Brewers Association website. There's, there's good information there. And I, I think the most important thing with craft beer is, you know, talk talk to your server at a restaurant or a tavern to learn more about craft. Start if if you've never had craft beer, start start with you know what I would say is a calm or an easy to drink craft flavor, okay. and 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 build your way up or go into a retail store. I tell you the the retailers in in, in the larger stores they they know product, they know Saskatchewan product and uh learn about craft and, and yeah enjoy a craft beer on a on a hot summer evening hot on deck. summer day exactly uh, summer days yeah hopefully perfect hopefully we have a few of them here soon again very soon exactly mm-hmm. all right well thank you doug for joining us today to talk a little bit about paddock wood brewing uh it's definitely been a learning experience for me and as i say i definitely enjoy consuming Uh, But I don't always know what I'm consuming. So I found that particularly interesting. And I think it's something that, you know, as a consumer, the more you learn about what you're eating and drinking, the more you enjoy it, not the less. So we are out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at abovethefoldca. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.